0: to the
1: Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Roland. Titans fans, this Football Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game it's made for those who watch it Pepsi. Made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. It is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast which means today I am going to break down this game against the Cincinnati Bengals from every angle possible. We are going to start out today's show with a macro view of this game from a a distance. Step back and look at things on a bigger scale. What are the keys to victory for the Tennessee Titans. So I'm going to give you my three keys for the Titans to bring home a W from Cincinnati in week eight. And then we will zoom in a little bit on our telescope here on our microscope and look at things from an individual perspective, look at the matchups to watch between these teams on offense and and defense for the Titans. So who are the groups, who are the players that the Titans need to step up in this game to secure a victory? And then finally, we will cap off our Football Friday game preview as we always do with a miscellaneous round of fun. We have fantasy information in my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview. We have your gambling information and keeping it plus 100. I am going to update you guys on the most recent injury report from the Bengals and from the Titans, and then I will cap off the show with my game and score prediction. So a big, big chock-full game preview episode of the Locked On Titans podcast. Really excited to talk about this game with you guys today. But I am going to be in Cincinnati for this matchup, reporting live for you guys from the game. And I'm going to bring all of the insights, all of the analysis that I get from being right there and seeing it live to you guys on Monday with our game recap show. Not only that, but on Tuesday, we have Tic Tac Tuesday where we do our tic-tac four-pack breaking down the four most impactful plays from the previous week's game. Wednesday is re-watch Wednesday where I bring you all of my additional analysis from re-watching the coach's tape multiple times after the game is completed. Thursday, we have a Crossover Thursday podcast, having the host from the other team show on to discuss and begin our preview for that week's game. And then on Friday, we will be back for another Football Friday game preview assessment. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast, wherever it may be. Make sure you're Locked into the Locked On Titans podcast for the Monday through Friday content that I will be pumping out all year long. And then also make sure you follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans so you never miss any of the additional content, schedule information, or my Tic Tac Titan film breakdowns that I put up on my Twitter account. So a big game for the Titans coming up. They do need to bounce back. I'm going to tell you exactly how they're going to be able to do that, who they need to step up most. Fantasy, gambling, injuries, score prediction, everything you need to get ready for the Titans versus the Bengals today on the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. When looking at the keys to victory for the Tennessee Titans, the first two come on the defensive side of the ball, and for obvious reasons, the Titans are struggling mightily on defense, one of the worst defenses in the NFL currently, but have one of the best offenses in the NFL. So if the Titans can handle their business in a game against the Cincinnati Bengals on the defensive side of the ball, they should be able to bring home a victory. But let's dive into these keys to the game for the Titans, and number one is getting off the field on third down, obviously something that plagued the Titans during the game against the Steelers, but have plagued the Titans throughout the entire season. The Titans are currently the worst third down defense in the NFL, allowing teams to convert 61% of their third down opportunities. On the flip side, the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the worst offenses in the NFL at converting on third downs, only converting 38% Of those opportunities, that is 25th in the NFL. And one of the reasons that the Bengals struggle with converting on third down is because they face a lot of third and longs. And the reason for that is they are not one of the better rushing teams in the NFL. The Bengals currently only rush for 98.1 yards per game. That's 27th in the NFL. So they don't give themselves a lot of third and short opportunities. So they're not great at getting staying on the field on third down as an offense. So the Titans have to find a way to course correct their historically bad third down defense and beat the Bengals in this area if they want to be able to be victorious in Cincinnati. So that's something to watch the Titans defense on third down. Next, the second key to victory, again, we are staying on the defensive side of the ball. The Titans cannot let the Cincinnati Bengals gain momentum and gain belief in themselves by allowing them to score and take a lead early. The Bengals were very competitive in their last few games because they were able to get out to an early lead. The Bengals went up 14 to nothing early on against the Indianapolis Colts. Then they went up 17 to 10 at halftime against the Cleveland Browns. If you take a very bad team like the Bengals and you give them hope and you give them optimism and you allow them to score early on and possibly get a lead, well then you are going to get yourself into a dogfight with a team that's a lot worse than you that will last all four quarters. The Titans certainly don't want that to be the case. They would hope to be able to come in, assert their dominance, and have a pretty convincing victory. But that is what the Titans need to do on the defensive side of the ball make sure that the Bengals don't get any early scores and get out to an early lead and get that early hope. And the way that they can prevent that is by getting the Bengals' offense off the field on third down. So those two keys to victory kind to coincide with each other, but the Titans defense has to step up in this game against a Bengals offense that has been one of the worst in the NFL throughout the season. Now, one thing the Bengals offense does do well, though, is they are the 11th best team in the NFL in terms of how long their offensive drives last. Right now, their average drive is 2 minutes and 55 seconds. So, that means the Bengals do have a way to stay on the field and get yardage. So, that means the Titans have to get them off the field on third down and not allow them to get any early momentum. And then the final key to victory for the Titans is for the Titans offense, and it is simple. Dominate this game. The Bengals overall in DVOA per football outsiders are 31st in the NFL with a negative 25.2. On defense, the Bengals are 26th in the NFL in DVOA at negative 8.2. Four. The Titans offense, who has been fantastic all year, they have to come out early, assert that dominance on a poor Bengals team that's incredibly banged up. The Bengals are 1-5-1 on the year. The Titans are 5-1. and one. The Titans offense is significantly better than the Bengals' defense at all levels. The Titans' offense simply has to come out, course-correct how they started against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and find a way to put some points up early and remind the Bengals that they are playing one of the best teams in the NFL. But that is my keys to victory for the Tennessee Titans from a macro perspective here, from a a zoomed out view. It's time that we zoom in and get a microscopic view of this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals and take a look at some of the player groups we need to focus on and some of the key players for the Titans that will make the difference. In this game. So I'm going to tell you guys exactly what to watch for from a player perspective in our next segment. Before we jump into that, though, I want to tell you guys a little bit more about pepsi thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents fewer than one percent of one percent of one percent of people will ever play professional football but instead of entering the nfl they've joined another league the league of football watchers This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. For me, especially this week, it's actually going to be in a socially distant stadium in Cincinnati watching the boys live on the field, and I cannot wait. And while I do that, I am going to be downing quite a few Pepsis because Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. From the geniuses who brought you the best tasting protein bar ever and built bar brings you the best tasting workout gel ever made in built go whether it's a mental or physical wall break through it any day with built go they come in easy to take one and a half ounce packages some of the best tasting workout gel you will ever find come in three delicious flavors peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Built Go combines an energy gel with collagen protein, and collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system quickly, and it's easy on your stomach. Built Go is also loaded with a bunch of good stuff to help ignite your day. Beta alanine, B3, honey, a kick of caffeine, B6, B12, and then of course, that collagen protein that helps promote joint Soft tissue, hair, and skin health. The stuff literally makes you look better. Right now, visit BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go! We are going to continue breaking down the Titans game against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday in this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. But before we jump into those individual matchups to watch, I want to remind you guys that on Monday, I will be back to give you my breakdown of this game. Remember, I will be there in Cincinnati to check out everything live. I'm going to come back to you guys for Monday's show, give you my game recap, take a look at the keys to the game that we mapped out in our first segment. See how they played out. Also, in our second segment on Monday, we will continue to take a look at the individual matchups and how the individual performances stacked up with everyone's favorite segment tighten up and tighten down. And then, of course, to cap off our Monday show, I always take a look at what took place in the AFC and specifically with the AFC South Division rivals that the Titans are going up against directly for the AFC South Crown. So a very good Monday show. will be waiting for you guys in the morning on Monday, of course, so make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast so you do not miss that or any of the other content I will be pumping out Monday through Friday throughout the rest of the season. But let's dive into these individual matchups and, and player groupings that we need to watch. And as should be no shock to you all, again, two out of the three that I am planning to discuss will come on the defensive side of the ball. And number one is going to be whoever plays slot cornerback for the Tennessee Titans going up against the Bengals slot wide receiver and Tyler Boyd. First of all, overall, the Bengals have a fantastic group of wide receivers with Auden Tate, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd just to name a few. Of course T. Higgins is now showing up as well. Heck, they had a top 10 draft pick in John Ross that was drafted the same draft as Corey Davis who can't even seem to get on the field and wants a trade. So the Bengals have a really good core of wide receivers. Probably their best position group on the entire team. But I want to focus. That'll obviously be a big matchup, just group versus group. But for the Titans, they need to focus on Bengals slot receiver Tyler Boyd who has the Best offensive grade of any Bengals player per pro football focus with an 80.2 overall. He's caught 48 passes on the year, 517 yards, two touchdowns. He's been the best offensive player for the Bengals this season and Joe Burrow's number one target and coming out of the slot. So from the Titans perspective, which cornerback will be tasked with guarding Tyler Boyd in the slot? Chris Jackson, the 7th round rookie came in after Christian Fulton got hurt last week, but Jackson has been one of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL with a 29.9 coverage grade from Pro Football Focus he's been targeted 21 times this year, giving up 16 catches for 149 yards, 2 touchdowns, and when you throw at Chris Jackson you get a 126.9 quarterback rating, so Jackson has been an abomination as a slot cornerback for the Titans, now if they are able to get Dory Jackson back, which I will talk about the injury report in our next segment at length. But Jonathan Joseph is banged up. Fulton is definitely not going to be able to play in this game as there was some conversation about him possibly going on short-term IR. So Fulton's not going to be available. Jonathan Joseph is banged up at this moment in time. And while Jonathan Joseph has not been great this year... The Titans would still be in a very difficult position if he were unable to go with Fulton out and possibly Adoree Jackson still out. Ty Smith was also on the injury report, but it looks like he's going to be able to go. So who are the Titans going to decide to put in the slot? If Adoree is back, then you can have Malcolm Butler on the outside, Ty Smith or Jonathan Joseph on the outside, and Adoree in the slot. That makes the most sense. If Adoree can't go and you got to put Chris Jackson in the slot again, things could get pretty dicey for the Titans on defense. So that is a matchup that we have to watch. Who will the Titans play at slot cornerback and is Adoree Jackson available to them? The next group to watch, the next player matchup to watch will be the Titans defensive line going up against the Bengals offensive line. And the Bengals offensive line has been terrible this year. They have 28 sacks allowed. They might be missing three starters on the offensive line. Their left tackle, their right tackle and their center and I will talk about that more in our next segment but the Titans have only gotten pressure on the quarterback 18.8 percent of their defensive snaps that's the fifth worst rate in the NFL on the other hand the Bengals offense has a lot of pressure on 33 percent Of their offensive snaps which is one of the worst rates in the NFL so the Bengals have given up a ton of sacks 28 sacks on the year the Titans have only had 7 sacks on the year so it is the Bengals biggest weakness on their team against what has been one of the Titans biggest weaknesses on their team last week against the Steelers I gave you the strength on strength matchup of the Titans run game against the Steelers run defense and the Steelers were able to win that matchup at the end of the day well this is the Titans weakness against a Bengals weakness who will win this matchup? Will the Bengals beat up offensive line be able to have a get right day against a terrible Titans pass rush? Or will the Titans pass rush that's performing very terribly be able to have a get right day against a really bad and banged up Bengals offensive line? So that's something to watch. Will Jeffrey Simmons, Jack Crawford, Daquan Jones, Harold Landry, Vic Beasley be able to have a good day against a terrible Bengals offensive line? And one thing to consider is The Titans may be without Jadavion Clowney, so that increases the importance that the defensive line step up, especially if they are missing Clowney in that game. But more information coming about that injury in our next segment. The final matchup to watch, and it's something that was a matchup to watch last week, is the Titans' tight ends against the Bengals' linebackers. Last week, the Bengals, or last week, the Steelers' middle of the field defenders, their safeties and Edmonds and their linebackers and Williams and even Spillane just did a fantastic job guarding against the titans tight ends and anthony ferkser and john new smith john who had one catch for nine yards ferkser had two catches for seven yards that's not going to get it done from the titans offensive perspective now you flip that around and look at the Bengals' defense the Bengals, and i know that fantasy points aren't regular football i get that but in this sense, the Bengals have allowed the second most points per week to fantasy tight ends. That obviously means that they struggle dealing with tight ends. I mean, it's an obvious indication, even if even if we're talking about fantasy points. And I realize that fantasy doesn't always translate to actual football, but here it just highlights that the Bengals struggle against tight ends. So, Jonu Smith... Anthony Ferkser need to have a big day against the Bengals linebacker group. You have Akeem Davis uh, Gaither. He is has a 47.4 coverage grade per pro football focus. You have a Logan Wilson with a 60.4 coverage grade per pro football focus. Now, Wilson, that's not terrible, but Davis Gaither at 47.4, also another linebacker for the Bengals, Pratt, 54.4 coverage grade. And then their starting strong safety, Von Bell, has a 41.9 coverage grade as a defensive back. So the Bengals' middle of the field defenders are absolutely terrible. Yes, Jesse Bates is a pretty good safety. He's a pretty good safety in the NFL. Can't deny that. But when the other defenders over the middle are that poor, it's no wonder that the Bengals struggle against tight Ends. So that's somewhere the Titans have to get right, have to take advantage of the Bengals defense, get Jonu Smith and Anthony Ferks are going over the middle. But that will do it for the portion of the show where we talk about things to look for and things that will decide the game. As a recap, my keys to the game from a macro perspective. The Titans defense has to get off the field on third down against a poor third down offense in the Cincinnati Bengals. The Titans cannot let the Bengals get some early momentum and score early and maybe even get a lead early in this game. They have to put their foot on their neck, which leads into the third key to the game. And the Titans on offense have to dominate the Cincinnati Bengals, take away all hope that they have, and remind them that they're playing one of the best football teams in. In the NFL and that they are one of the worst football teams in the NFL the Titans cannot play with their food in this game they need to take care of business from the jump and then from a player perspective from a player matchup perspective whoever plays slot cornerback for the Titans against Tyler Boyd and generally the Titans cornerbacks against the Bengals wide receiver group the Titans defensive line against the Bengals offensive line that is putrid and injured and then the Titans tight ends going a. Against a poor group of coverage, middle of the field defenders with the Bengals linebackers and their strong safety, Von Bell. Let's jump into a, a pretty fun portion of our Football Friday game preview where we take a look at all of the auxiliary information surrounding this game. I'm going to tell you how you should bet this game and keeping it plus 100 where we look at the gambling information. I'm going to tell you who you should play from a fantasy perspective, both season long and daily in our fantasy segment my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview i'm going to give you an updated injury report to start out our next segment from both teams and then finally cap off today's football friday with a game and score prediction
0: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason
1: Let's cap off this Football Friday Game Preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Have a little bit of fun here on a multitude of different topics. But what I'm going to start out with is giving you guys the most updated information in regards to the injury report for both teams. And of course, this is coming out of Thursday's practice. So, for the Titans, outside linebacker Jadavian Clowney, a knee injury, did not practice both days. He got limited snaps in the second half. We saw an increase from Vic Beasley, which does indicate that Clowney was definitely suffering from that knee injury, was in a lot of pain, and not seeing him practice the first two days of the week is concerning for the Titans as they look to have a get-right game against a very banged-up Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. Now, the other way that you could view that is, if there's any week when the Titans could be without Jadavian Clowney and it would be okay, it's probably going against the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's something to watch over the weekend. Safety Dane Crookshank, with a groin injury, who just returned from injured reserve for his first game of the year against the Steelers, did not practice on Wednesday and was a limited participant on Thursday. So limited is better than did not practice for Crookshank. I would expect him to be able to go. Cornerback Christian Fulton with a knee injury. He's listed here because he has not been placed on short-term IR, but he did not participate either of the practices Wednesday or Thursday, and I certainly do not expect him to play in this game as reports are indicating he'll be out multiple weeks. The next one is a more concerning injury here, and it is cornerback Jonathan Joseph. Not because he's been such a spectacular player, but the Titans are so beat up at the cornerback position, they simply can't take more injuries. Now, one thing of note here is, Jonathan Joseph is listed on the injury report with an illness. And if it's not a COVID-19 related illness, then you have to think it's either a code word for arresting a veteran or they're simply dealing with a, a slight cold or something like that. So I still do expect Jonathan Joseph to play in this game. At his age, he could just be getting more rest than your typical player. Next, and this is the most concerning name on the injury report out of all of them. Tackle Dennis Kelly with a knee injury. Dennis Kelly got hurt In the game against the Texans, it was obviously bothering him at times in the game against the Steelers. Now, going up against TJ Watt can uh, help you, you know, struggle a little bit more from that injury than maybe you would against a different player. But Dennis Kelly did not practice on Wednesday. Did not practice on Thursday. And this makes the Titans disappointing rookie Isaiah Wilson. It makes that hurt even more that Isaiah Wilson isn't ready to go. The Titans did bring up David Questenberry from the practice squad earlier this week and elevated him to the 53-man roster. That could be a negative indication that Dennis Kelly may in fact not be ready to go in this game. And having your first-round rookie tackle get right into the right tackle position and take that spot would be helpful, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Next, defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. And no one freak out, not Injury related. He did not practice Wednesday, but was a full participant on Thursday. So Simmons should be good to go. Cornerback Ty Smith. Obviously need to monitor this name for the injury concerns that the Titans have at cornerback that I mentioned when we talked about Jonathan Joseph. But Ty Smith has a shoulder injury. He did not practice Wednesday, but he was limited on Thursday. So that's a good sign at least he was able to participate in practice in some way. Finally, Offensive lineman Daniel Murner has a hand injury. He was limited on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday. Not the most important player for the Titans, but definitely a depth piece there. But being limited on Wednesday and then not practicing on Thursday is not a great sign for Murner. And then the final name here, it's not really an injury report situation. AJ Brown listed with a knee injury, obviously that bone bruise from earlier in the year. He did not, he wasn't even listed on the injury report on Wednesday. He did not participate on Thursday, but the Titans gave AJ Brown off on Thursday last week, and all reports have indicated that there's no real concern with AJ Brown at all. Just a maintenance day, load management day for. The Titans, you know, star player who is probably one of the top five most important players on the entire team. So, just a maintenance day for AJ Brown, keeping him healthy throughout the season. For the Cincinnati Bengals, though, this is a laundry list of injuries to go through. So, I'll go quickly. Defensive tackle Geno Atkins didn't practice Wednesday, limited on Thursday, not injury-related, just a rest day, a rest week for the veteran. Same thing with defensive tackle Mike Daniels, same exact thing, limited on Thursday, no practice Wednesday, not injury-related. This is where the important injuries come in for the Bengals. Starting right tackle Bobby Hart with a knee injury did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Starting center Trey Hopkins with a concussion did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Starting running back Joe Mixon with a foot injury did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. One of the more important cornerbacks on the Bengals team, Darius Phillips with a knee injury, did not practice either day. Starting left tackle, Jonah Williams with a neck stinger, did not practice either day. So if you counted, that starting running back and three starting offensive linemen, that all have yet to practice this week for the Bengals and are looking like they could be out. So very, very interesting there. The Bengals' terrible offensive line could be in even more trouble if they're playing all of their backups. And then moving forward here, safety Brandon Wilson was limited on Thursday with a knee. Linebacker Marcus Bailey Full participant on Thursday with a neck. Tight end, Seaton Carter with a shoulder. Full participant on Thursday. Wide receiver, A.J. Green. Not injury-related, just a veteran taking some rest this week, but was a full participant on Thursday. Another big name for the Bengals, one of their starting corners, William Jackson III, who's been rumored to be on the trade market, had a concussion, was limited Wednesday, but a full participant Thursday, so he should clear protocol and be good to go. Another Bengals starting guard. Michael Jordan, a back injury, limited participant. He was full on Thursday, though, so he should be able to go. And then finally, that wide receiver I mentioned, John Ross, has an quote-unquote illness and did not practice Thursday. I do believe the Bengals are trying to trade him for any value they can get. That's the most updated injury report, some things to monitor going through the weekend. Let's get into my beautiful, dark, twisted Fantasy preview and I will give you all of my titans relevant fantasy advice for daily and fantasy when it comes to season-long fantasy You're playing Ryan Tannehill, you're playing Derrick Henry, you're playing A.J. Brown you're playing Jonu Smith and you should consider streaming the Titans defense who has one of the better turnover margins in the league leads the league in takeaways or is at the top of the league in takeaways at this current moment who knows what could happen on Thursday night football and then you hear this on Friday and the stat could be wrong but the Titans are one of the best takeaway defenses in the NFL. The Bengals currently give the ball away quite a bit. They are minus two in turnover margin so the Titans' defense could give you some good fantasy points there if things go according to plan. As for daily fantasy, Derrick Henry is $8,000 on DraftKings, the third highest running back, but you can build your lineup around Derrick Henry who should have a monster day against a Bengals rushing defense that is terrible. And then, A.J. Brown, $6,900, the ninth highest wide receiver. You could possibly get both of those guys in your lineup and then take... A cheaper option in your flex like Adam Humphreys, who's currently the 60th plus expensive wide receiver, only $3,800 for Adam Humphreys, who will be going up against a Cincinnati Bengals secondary that, again, is not very good. If you don't want to go with A.J. Brown, you think it's a little too expensive, but you still think the Titans offense will have success. Corey Davis, the 37th ranked wide receiver in terms of cost, only $5,100 for on DraftKings, so I really like those options there. Janu Smith is the best value of the week, though, because of his poor game against the Steelers, the injury he got against the Texans. They have dropped him down in value. Currently, Janu Smith is the 18th most expensive tight end on DraftKings at only forty one hundred dollars. I bet out a lineup with Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Le'Veon Bell, AJ Brown. Adam Humphreys, Robbie Anderson, Jonu Smith, and the Titans defense. And that was a possible lineup on DraftKings. So a lot of good opportunity using Titans in your lineup this week. Also, in Daily Fantasy, the Titans defense is the 14th most expensive at this moment in time. Only $3,000 could be a very good value and a good opportunity to get some turnovers from your defense in Daily Fantasy. Let's go into the gambling segment of our show here Keeping it plus 100, and right now, the Titans are minus five and a half favorites in this game. The over-under is 53 and a half. I do think that this game goes over, as I think the Bengals' offense is able to put up some points, and then I do think, I was on the fence about this, I would love to tease the Titans to getting plus points, plus a half a point on a six-point teaser, uh, Tease it down to 47.5 and go over. I love all of that as a teaser play for the Titans. I feel less confident about the Titans minus five and a half. And I know at some sports books, because so much money is coming in on the Titans, that line is pushed up to six and a half, even seven at some points in time. So if it gets higher than five and a half, I would not feel very confident there. But anything lower, I would throw a little bit on that. But I feel very good about a teaser for the Titans. Now that kind of leads me into my score and game prediction. And of course, I dropped this yesterday on our Crossover Thursday episode. But bringing it back, I've had some time to think about it. And one of the reasons that I really like the over-under going over, and I do like the Titans, even if it's not as confident as I wish I was, I do like the Titans at minus 5.5 is because my score in game prediction for this game is Titans 34 34- to 28. I think the Titans could be up 34 to 21 late in the fourth quarter. The Bengals get a garbage time touchdown to make it look closer than it is. The Bengals will score points, guys. The Titans defense is as bad as it looks, and the Bengals do have some promise on offense, especially when it comes to throwing the ball to that good group of wide receivers and a good quarterback in Joe Burrow. He won't have a lot of time, but if he uses the game plan that the Steelers had against the Titans defense last week, quick throws, get the ball out quickly, throw it to the outsides, challenge the cornerbacks who aren't playing tight man coverage, who aren't playing press at the line of scrimmage, the Bengals could have some success and put up a good amount of points. So I'm going go to go 34-28. to Tennessee Titans get back on the winning side of things, move to 6-1, and one, and keep their hold on the AFC South. I am going to come back on Monday, though, after being at the stadium to watch that game live and give you my game recap on Monday with my keys to the game, my individual grades with Titan up and Titan down and recap everything that took place in the AFC and focusing on the AFC South. So a lot of good content coming up next week as well. Make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast. Also follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. I will be putting out videos and pictures live from the game on Sunday of what the Titans players are doing down on the field. So really excited to check out this game live in person. I wasn't certain I would get the opportunity to do that considering all the COVID restrictions that came along with this season, but I'm definitely excited to actually get into the stadium this year and check out the Titans live. So make sure you don't miss the Monday game recap episode I'll be bringing you with my live takeaways from that game. But that is going to do it for me today. I hope you guys all have a safe and enjoyable weekend, and we get to come back together on Monday after a victory. That's going to do it for me today, though. As always, I am your host, Tyler Roland, and this was Locked on Titans.